Today's Second Testament reading comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising. And have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, today's story from the Bible that Jeremy just read allows us to travel with some pretty, pretty cool characters of the New Testament. Our Bibles call them wise men, but if you do a little more research, you find that historically these wise men might have also been called astrologers or maybe even scientists in some ways, kind of like... Um, Uh, people who might be affiliated with the NASA space program or the Canadian Space Agency. So kind of grow your imagination about these these, um, wise men, these seekers. Um, Another phrase I might use is that they were explorer priests from the East. All right, should we say that together? Explorer priests from the East. Doesn't that make it sound way more exciting than wise men? Um, These were men and possibly women. We don't know that it's just three. Three just kind of emerged as a Christian story tradition. There might have been 33. And there might have been women in that group. Because women can do science too, right? Yeah, amen. And so um, this group of men and women who sought the stars, who looked into the night sky to try to understand the mysteries of the world and the cosmos. 
And so the Bible story today almost kind of could be the opening of a Disney movie. The people walked in darkness, ruled by the reign of wicked King Herod. And all were in fear of his evil ways. <laughs> and in the midst of this darkness, behold, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. And some were there, as we've heard in the Christmas story, some were there early. But as Don was saying, just to you children a few minutes ago, some traveled two years. And there's that, there is that map on the back that maybe they had to travel on foot and by camelback or horseback from the areas of Iraq or Syria all the way towards Jerusalem. They come to the city of Jerusalem, but they cannot find Jesus. They ask everywhere, where is this child who's born king of the Jews? Now Herod, evil Herod, catches wind of this. Huh? Another king arises? exclaims the wicked king. He calls out to his own religious leaders and, and, and asks them for some inside information. Where is this one called king of the Jews? They reply, our ancestors tell us that he was to be born in Bethlehem. Yes, from Bethlehem will come a ruler and a shepherd. A ruler? A shepherd? Tell those east side priests that when they find him, report to me immediately. For I too desire to pay loving respects to this newborn king. The explorer priests from the east set out from the king's palace, and the star that shot up in the heavens two years before them now burns brighter than ever. They're so close, yet their calculations, they've miscalculated a bit. They've missed the mark. They were certain that this baby king would be born in a castle in Jerusalem. But they realize that he's to be found in this feed trough, this whimpering baby in a farm shed in the little town of Bethlehem. We read that the star shines brightly and hovers over the place where the Christ child lay. And when they see the star, they feel the deepest and most profound joy. And when they come into the house and see the child with Mary, his mother, they fall down and worship him. If you keep on reading in this story, it takes a super dark PG-14 twist. So we're going to stop, since we're all here as one family, we're going to stop there. And stay at the bedside of Jesus, the two-year-old toddler Jesus. And, and hold that image in your mind of the East explorers from the East, explorer priests from the East. They see the star. They feel deep and profound joy. And when they come into the house and see the child with Mary, his mother, they fall down and worship him. And as I was saying earlier in the service, that's why we've kept the priests from the East and Jesus and Mary front and center on our communion table today. This is a 2,000-year-old story. And over the millennia, millions and millions of people from all shapes and races and sizes and walks of life have been coming and making their way to the bedside of Jesus. 
and finding profound joy in Jesus' presence. And I hope that's part of why we're all here today. One writer talks about this as the lure of love. We're lured in, we're drawn in by this mystery, this power, this cosmic spiritual energy that draws us in. And maybe we have a hunch, and maybe in this new year your hunch is being renewed, that there's something about this Jesus that's worth paying attention to, that's worth being blessed by and encouraged by in this place, in this community of faith. It got me thinking this week, and perhaps we can all pause and ponder a bit about why do we come to this place week after week, Sunday after Sunday. I was thinking about my life journey. I was carried to First Baptist Church Lethbridge in the womb. So I started right from the womb going to church. I didn't have a choice on that one. And my mom, the spiritual head of our family, faithfully and devotedly carried me to church, even before I was born. And so I was thinking of some of the children and even looking at you this morning. I was once like you, running the hallways of my church, sitting in the services on wooden pews, someone holding a big old hymnal in front of my uh, face and kind of pointing out where we need to be in this song. I think about Sunday school, and I remember all the scintillating lessons. No, I don't remember a thing about Sunday school. I do remember homemade green Play-Doh that Mrs. McPherson would bring week after week. And the salty smell of that Play-Doh. Mmm. Um, oh, crust-free sandwiches. I never knew about these things until I went to church luncheons. You know, those crust-free sandwiches. They're so amazing. You know, I always wondered, where did the crust go? I guess in church we don't have to eat our crust. Thanks be to God. Okay. Um. Peanut butter and jelly, allergy alert for those who need it. And then in my senior years, senior high school years, I wandered and I waned in my faith, but I still came to church. I had the sense that the people there loved me. And I had this hunch that God still loved me, even though I didn't read my Bible and I didn't care about him that much. I still believed. And so here I am, and here you are. Maybe for you it's years later, decades later, drawn to this place, drawn to this table. I hope that you and I are still intrigued by this Jesus person who was from everlasting to everlasting, but In the Christmas story, we realize that the fullness of God somehow showed up in this person, Jesus. And because of the Holy Spirit, Jesus still lives and moves in this place, in this city, in this world, day after day, week after week. 
So I hope that on Epiphany Sunday, you might be renewed in your journey. And that you might ponder what keeps you coming back for more. What draws you to the presence of Jesus in these days. And I pray that we might all find ourselves overwhelmed by joy. So I invite you today to saddle up alongside these explorer priests from the East. They're probably a lot like you and me. They wonder, they wander, but they were lured in by love to the bedside of Jesus. And when they got there, their hearts were overwhelmed with joy. They fell to their knees and they worshipped. And so as we worship today, as we continue our journey to the table, might we be overwhelmed anew by the presence of Christ. This story of love, this story of invitation, this story of welcome for all. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord.